independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. Inflation Nation! Oh, I didn't see that coming, says the White House. The prices you and I pay for just about everything rose another tenth of 1% last month. They're up 8.3% from last August to this. That slowing rate of increase gives consumers a bit of a break. But is it enough to convince the Fed to leave interest rates alone? Analysts say probably not, because the core inflation rate, the one that strips out food and gas prices, was markedly higher last month. Well, we bought just about this, but the things are so much better. Remember that? Janet Yellen? I was just telling the guys, you're screaming, things are so much better, but then all of a sudden, don't! It's not. Frustrating. Frustrating if you're the White House. You feel like things are better because, well, gas prices, right? They're going a different direction. That should make everything better. That should make us all feel good. Look, I want prices to fall. I do. I want prices to go. Who doesn't? Who's like, hey, you know what? I'm pretty excited about the fact that prices are high. If if, If that's who you are, you're an idiot. You're an idiot. Gas prices going down. We have seen 90 straight days of falling gas prices. That is good news for U.S. consumers. Today, we stand at 3.72 a gallon. That is a substantial drop from where we were in June of just this year when we set an all-time record of 5.02 a gallon. But it's not quite where we were a year ago when gas prices were at 3.18 a gallon. Yeah. So, but now you've got this... This, wait, I thought things were going down. Oil prices, where are they at? And this is all happening because we are seeing lower prices of oil, and that's on fears of a recession, but also because over the summer when gas prices were so high, people weren't driving as much, so that demand for gas shifted downwards. Oh, yeah, and China. (laughs) That's also a nice thing. When you don't have to compete so much with buying oil from the other mass consumer of oil because they're having issues. What's this mean? It means that's not a good look if you're the president. They expected things to be down today. They expected things to 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 be down. Now, take something else in when it comes to uh you know, the fear, something that's not being talked about, but we will talk about it two reasons. One, we pay attention to a lot of stuff, and the other thing is cuz well, you know, it's railroads and I'd be in trouble if I didn't talk about railway stuff because uh you know, producer Phil is uh, a little special that way when it comes to railroads. But we could see issues because how do things get from point A to point B? One of them is obviously trucking. The other is railroads. And guess what? We may have an issue when it comes to a railway strike. There was a tentative deal which would have delivered workers a 24% raise. But two union holdouts released a statement accusing the railroads of using shippers, consumers, and the supply chain of our nation as pawns in an effort to get our unions to cave into their contract demands and calling it corporate terrorism. President Biden said to be in direct talks to avoid a strike, which could mean ordering workers to stay on the job. Wow. By the way, if, if if your boss came to you and offered you a 24% raise, Producer Phil, would you be happy with that? Yes, no, maybe? Oh, yeah. Okay, that's good. I just want to make sure. I, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe 24% not good from where I stand. Seems pretty good. So what could this cost us? Now, remember, 
You take out gas, right? The you know the 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 oil, if you will, and 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 some of the other things, and you have that just straight consumer price index thing stripped down to where it's daily goods, and all of a sudden we're in a much worse position than they thought we were going to be. It's not a good thing. Now you're talking about a railway strike. Passenger service, supply chains, jobs, and supporting industries could be crippled, costing the economy an estimated $2 billion per day. The deadline for a deal, 12.01 a.m. Friday. Some long-distance Amtrak service could be suspended as early as today. Oh, my goodness. So now Amtrak's really only profitable throughout the Northeast, uh, but there's a lot that goes into this. These are all things that start to add up. And they start to add up, and they start to add up. And just when there was a sense of some momentum, right? It's been a pretty good summer. Whether you like what Biden's done or not, if you're on the Democratic aisle, side of the aisle, if you're an independent that leans it a little bit left, and you've been dis, you know, disheartened with Biden, this administration, from the failures to Af- in Afghanistan to the 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 nightmare that's been inflation, the way that he's handled a lot of things, even the rhetoric that's gone out there, yeah, you can't deny that they've pushed some stuff through. Now, you may not have to like it, but there are people out there that do like it. Remember, we live in a country where you don't get your own way all the time. And they felt like there was some momentum. You couple that with the fact that as we head into the midterms, uh, more and more people on the right are complaining that there's not a lot of candidates out here. A lot of the ones that Trump pushed were not great and are showing up on the struggle bus and not as the driver. Uh, the the you know, you're, you're starting to look at the potential for the House uh, being much closer than it should have been and the Senate staying in the hands of the Democrats. Uh you know, you're looking at this momentum and all of a sudden, oh, yeah, it's the economy, stupid. And the economy said today, eh, things aren't as great as we thought they were going to be. We were expecting A, we got B and C. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Uh I, you know, does this affect a lot of people? Well, it's a small little, just a smidge of something. But when you are expecting something else, well, it's not always the best thing, right? You're expecting, you know, A and you got C. So the question is, is how do you start to position this? The one thing that they've done is, you know, it's it's not only about the economy, stupid for a lot of people, but it's also about democracy. We're going to lose democracy. It's almost over. We're pretty much already in a position where we no longer have democracy. Well, no, that's a bunch of baloney. Remember, we're a republic here, a democratic republic, and we have our democracy and uh, we're fine. You know, the 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 oh, the world is coming to an end baloney. Which always makes me laugh. Uh, is exactly that. It's 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 a bunch of baloney. So don't you know the 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 rumors of our demise have been greatly exaggerated. But that's the thing you want to control, and that's what they've been doing. They're trying to control that as best as possible. But the economy, stupid, the economy. And when you see inflation bump, when you thought it was going to go down, now you're looking around, understanding that rates are probably going to be there. Uh, again, pushed up a little bit. Uh, the good news for Biden is yesterday, and I will say this. I'm, uh, you know, to, to win big, you got to bet big. You got to dream big. 
Yesterday, Biden came out and he's like, look, this is our moonshot, if you will. Scientists are exploring whether mRNA vaccine technology that brought us safe and effective COVID-19 vaccines could be used to stop cancer cells when they first arise. Imagine the possibilities. Vaccines that could prevent cancer. Imagine molecular zip codes that could deliver drugs and gene therapy precisely to the right tissues. Imagine simple blood tests during an annual physical that could detect cancer early with a chance of the cure best. Imagine getting a simple shot instead of a grueling chemo or getting a pill from a local pharmacy instead of invasive treatments and long hospital stays. Yeah, so the moonshot taking on cancer. And if you go back and look where we were, like childhood cancer, leukemia, like our we, we, we went from, you know, our survival rate being very low to 95, 96 percent and, and getting better. If you look at where we are in a lot of things, there's still some cancers we have we have struggles with. Obviously, pancreatic cancer survival rate is, is very small. But you go and look at where we've we've come from, and where we're going. Uh, I'm I'm fine with a huge moonshot. Let's do it. It's the beauty of technology. It is great. So, you know, I, I found this to be fascinating yesterday. And I remember talking to my doctor, Dr. Uva, is his name in Southern California. And we were talking uh, uh, a while ago. It's got to be, you know, 15 plus years ago, 20 years ago, about this. And he said, you know, they're coming up with stuff that they're looking at that in the future, you'll essentially get a shot and think of it now as we would think of it kind of like drones, but he kind of described it to me as, you know, you go back and you look at the fantastic voyage and stuff and they, you know, they shrink them down. But having things that are inside your, your blood cells that are essentially going around and, you know, choo, 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 blasting cancer cells before they could take hold. It was amazing. And here we are now with MRNA and all this stuff. I find that to be fascinating. And that's huge because there's not one of you listening that, hasn't in some way, shape, or form been touched by cancer. Family member, friend, yourself, you may be going through it. It's there. And this is this is huge. We'll talk more about this later because I think, you know what, again, to win big, you got to bet big. And, uh, you know, while everything else is going a little sideways at times for Biden, uh, I like the moonshot, right? Who doesn't like a moonshot, right? And I'm not talking about mooning somebody. Settle down. 323-538-2423, at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. But when it comes to the right here, the right now, because I think we can all agree, regardless of skin color, regardless of who you love and worship and stuff, cancer sucks, and we want to get rid of it, F cancer. Something we should all agree with. Because if you're out there going, I hate Biden, and yeah, I hope everybody I know catches cancer because Biden's a jerk, you're an idiot. You're an idiot. You really are. But the inflation thing is not a helper. Speaking of inflation, people talk to me. That's one of the big things they ask me all the time. What about inflation? Is it going anywhere? What's going to happen today? Mm, Not what they were expecting. They thought it was going to drop a little bit. Instead, it rose a little bit. How about this? What do you do in times like this? Lear Capital wants to talk to you about it. Lear Capital wants to talk to you about investing in gold and precious metals. Maybe you've thought about it, but you're not quite sure what to do. Well, that's why don't you call my buddies over at Lear or check them out online. It's simple and easy. And just for going to LearChad, that's L-E-A-R-Chad.com, they're going to send you a free Kennedy Silver half dollar. No purchase necessary. they got well over 25 years experience, exceptional trust pilot raising or uh, ratings. And the thing that the, I love about them is they want to educate the customer. 
right? That's why Lear starts by sending the investor kit absolutely free. And again, you're going to get the Kennedy silver half dollar. And they want to show you that your satisfaction comes first, the best customer is an educated customer, and they do something totally amazing, a 24-hour risk-free investor pledge. Send you an invoice, fully guaranteeing everything. If you don't like what you see, you feel uncomfortable with it, it's not the position you want, they're going to, boom, release you from the purchase. Right now, do the smart thing. Chat with a Lear specialist about investing in precious metals. Get your free Kennedy silver half dollar, L-E-A-R, LearChad.com. That's LearChad.com, LearChad.com. Chad Benson Show. Welcome to Chad. No, not the country. The institution. The Chad Benson Show. Fish and Phil, remind everybody what nature will do to you. Nature will mess you up. Mess you up. Case in point, Australia. 77-year-old Australian man. Get out of there. Not for him. Uh, killed this weekend by a kangaroo in what is believed to be the first country and the country's first fatal roo attack in over 80 years. Uh, the police believe the man who was identified by Australia's national broadcaster as Peter Eats was keeping the wild kangaroo as a pet. Uh, he was found with serious injuries by a family member on his property in rural Australia, and he passed away. Uh, so, uh, and I was saying yesterday, because there's lots of different kinds of kangaroos, right? You got wallabies, kangaroos. There, where he is, they have the western gray kangaroo, which can be as tall as seven feet uh, from head to tail, and they can weigh up to 120-plus pounds. And if you've seen some of these kangaroos lately, kids, they're jacked. That's all I'm saying. They're yoked. Like, I look at some of these kangaroos, I'm like, that thing is swole. <laughs> Good idea. What have you guys been doing? Yeah, I've been working out. I got my pump in today. I did. Yeah, it was all right. They was working out really hard, and I'm uh, feeling pretty good about it. <laughs> Just... Man, though, kangaroo, and you, I, at least once a month, there's some video that somebody posts on TikTok of a guy golfing, and as he goes to hit the ball, a kangaroo looks at him, and he just darts at him, and next thing you know, they're throwing blows. And usually their friends are drunk and laughing, uh, but this was no laughing matter. Remember, kids, nature will mess you up, mess you up. Speaking of nature, the nature of human beings is to fight back when pushed against the wall. And that's exactly what Ukraine has done, and they are definitely pushing back. They we talked to Mike Lyons yesterday, and they 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 got a bit of a kicking in to the Russians and made them, quite frankly, uh, run somewhat for the hills. UK intelligence saying the lightning advance by Ukrainian forces out east devastating one of the Russian army's most prestigious battle groups. Ukraine claiming to have liberated more than 20 towns in just 24 hours. Yeah, that's crazy. But one of the other things that's going on over there is what's happening in Russia, which is people are starting to ask some serious questions about what the hell are we doing there? With Russia's invasion of Ukraine again in disarray, there are unusual levels of dissent creeping into Russian state-controlled media. There's also been a very rare public rebuke against Vladimir Putin, 18 local officials calling on him to resign. All eyes now on Putin's position and how he might respond. So think about that. The, the city council, if you will, in Moscow, 18 of them have said, nah, we're not, we're not into this. And then the other night on state TV, one of their big pundits came out and he said 
he called it a war, which you haven't been able to do instead of a police action or whatever the hell they were trying to spin it as. And the second thing is, and, and, and I found this to be interesting, he said is, now, he's pointing out that it's his advisors that are doing this, but that Russia's essentially getting their asses kicked. They've had 80,000 injured or killed soldiers. A couple of the people that I watch on the old YouTube that, that live in Russia, uh, and I watched them for a while because one of them's like, oh, he just wants to come to America, him and his wife and the kids and the whole nine yards, and he just loves America, pointing out that things are getting lean inside the supermarkets, that things are closing early, and that there are billboards everywhere now for come join the military, come join the army, offering bonuses, cash, all of this stuff, because they understand that this is not going well for them. Now, they're hoping that the winter will help them tremendously. I don't know if that's to be true, because remember, they're struggling now, and they're starting to feel the economic sanctions right this second that took a while, a lot longer than I think people thought it was going to be. And while the Europeans will feel some pain at the pump and with expense and certain things when it comes this winter. I, as long as we still support and we're still making sure that they have what they need to fight back, I think this long slog war is going to go on and that Russia is in for a surprise. 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson Show's your Twitter. Men are in trouble. We'll talk about that straight ahead. Chad Benson Show. Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. Inflation is erp, erp. Erp. Thought it was going to go down. Thought things were were looking up, if you will, or down, depending on how you because you you flip so you flip them, right? So going down is looking up. If that makes yeah, you get what I'm going with. The prices you and I pay for just about everything rose another tenth of one percent last month. They're up eight point three percent from last August to this. That slowing rate of increase gives consumers a bit of a break. But is it enough to convince the Fed to leave interest rates alone? Analysts say probably not, because the core inflation rate, the one that strips out food and gas prices, was markedly higher last month. Oh, that's not good. If you're the president, you don't want to hear that. You expect the things to go down. Now you're going, oh, and they predicted it. They thought, oh, it's going down. It's going down, down. And no, it didn't. It went up, 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 up. So as you head into the midterms, high inflation is not a winner. Can we all agree on that? It's not a winner. The worry of, of, of recession, all of those things right there, that is not a winner. Now, you've got stuff that, that you think you're going through. You've had a, a pretty solid summer by your understanding. You pass some bills. You think you've got some momentum. You're looking over there saying, eh, a lot of these people over here, they're not very good. We could beat some of these people. There's no doubt about that. We have a really good chance of holding uh, the Senate, probably not the House. But when you hear stuff like this, it reminds everybody, oh, yeah, that's right. It's the economy, stupid. 
The economy. Stupid. So we'll see how they spin this today. It's like, it's a lie. It's all evil. It's bad. Whatever they come up with. Because, you know, that's what they do. The coverage is, I don't even know what to say about the coverage, you know, uh, when it comes to anything. Who are we at times? Like last week, I touched on it a couple times throughout the show. Minute here, minute there. The queen. I was waiting for all the stuff like, you know, she's evil and bad. And then that stuff came. And of course, you know, now that you've got King Charles. King Charles III is going to have to reevaluate his mother's legacy, the legacy of his forebearers. And if he hopes to bring the monarchy into the 21st century, he's going to have to deal with this head on. Yeah. You know, I mean, look, there's definitely some of that. Plus, it's a monarchy. I mean, you don't really do anything, but you guys are really, really good at being a great tourist thing. I've always said this. I'll continue to say this. Look, they love the monarchy. I lived over there for almost a decade. They love the monarchy. I get it. I always used to joke with them. Remember, we fought you guys so we didn't have to have a king. And even when we won, we looked at Washington. We're like, you, who wants to be king? And we're like, and he's like, that's not why we did it. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry, sorry. That's not why we did this. But we're still fascinated because we don't have it. So we're fascinated by it. We're like, oh, wow, yeah, what's going to happen? What about this? And, you know, King Charles. Inflation, Ukraine, arguably the two biggest stories around. Inflation, Ukraine, inflation, Ukraine, inflation, Ukraine. Are you ready for this? From January uh, 3rd through September 11th, includes CNN, MSNBC, and Fox. Minutes of coverage of the Queen Ukraine and inflation. So if you go back January, you know, inflation was there. Uh, you know, uh, the 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 queen was really nobody's there was there was no nobody's paying attention. And, you know, inflation got a little bit of bump through May. Nothing huge, though. Right. The war in Ukraine, February, March, massive amounts. This past week. Where Ukraine had arguably its best week, inflation is still there. The queen dominated. 159.7 minutes of coverage about the Queen, 15 minutes on the Ukraine, 10.3 minutes on inflation. Ukraine recaptured 3,400 square miles in one week, which is more than Russia did in five months. They had 2,000 square miles that they had captured. Nothing. Nothing. Nary a word. Because we're still a TikTok society, and it goes back to that thing I've talked about on uh, numerous occasions. Is is we we see that guy that's always on TikTok who goes out there and he asks people just the most randomly basic questions, like uh, who's the first president of the United States? People are like is it, uh, Elvis Presley? You're like mm, no. One guy's all George Washington or JFK. Those were his two. No, no, those weren't those. No, no, no. One is and one isn't. And so if you think the first president, you know, was, I don't know, around during Elvis, <laughs> if you will, go back to Elvis, then, then, then you're wrong. But then they ask him questions like, who are the Kardashians? And they rumble them off. It's because we live in a duh society at times. We do. And it's, it's sad. It is sad. But, you know, we live in a sad society. Men in, in particular right now. Being a man right now. It isn't a win for you, kids. I'm here to tell you. I'm raising a young man. I'm raising three young girls. And I will tell you, 
uh, it's different. You know, when we were younger, we had we did a lot of stuff, right? We were we were allowed to be kids. We were allowed to be young boys. We were allowed to grow into things. We were allowed to do a lot of the things that you can't do anymore. And over the last decade and a half, you know, everything has changed when it comes to the difference between little boys and girls in a sense of how they teach. Right. Masculinity is bad because all masculinity is toxic masculinity. It's the patriarch. It's destroying, not realizing what it does to society. Over the weekend, Scott Galloway was on with Bill Maher. He is a he's a professor. He's a podcaster. He's an entrepreneur. And they got into, you know, just what's going on with men today. We're we're trying to get at the root cause. Why are men in such crisis? I mean, the stats are like only 40 percent go to college. So they're losing out to women there in a big way. And women with degrees don't marry men who right. don't have degrees. Yeah. So think about that. Yesterday, I, I saw a study that said uh, people with degrees married people with other degrees. But really what it is, is women who far out run the men when it comes to, to degree and going to college. It's not even close. They don't they're not marrying below because say what you want. You know, uh, a guy will marry uh, a girl that is, quote unquote, below the status or whatever the baloney that we're throwing out there is now. But that, that doesn't have a degree. Doesn't, they women. They're not doing that. Oh, occasionally they will. But they're not because part of that's that nature thing. Right. They're looking for somebody who could still in the future, potentially, if they had to provide the whole nine yards. This is a problem in our country. Shootings is a uniquely male crime. It's always because. Yeah, you think it's uniquely male? Super. Drownings are a woman thing, but shootings are a male thing. Because some dude in Buffalo, you know, had somebody swipe left on him too much. That, I mean, I feel like that's what's going on here is, is a lot of sort of maleness coming. Yeah, you think? What do they call them, Phil? We call them incels, right? That is correct. The incel? Yeah, the incels. Really what they are is just guys who have no idea what the hell they're doing with ladies. Coming to the fore and uh, announcing itself in violence and racism and hatred because they're lonely and lost. Yeah, lonely and lost. Absolutely. There is a crisis among men. You throw it, you couple the fact that not only is there a crisis among what's going on with young men in this country. There's a reason that people, Jordan Peterson has such a ravenous following in young, amongst young college men who are looking for somebody to say it's okay to be a guy, it's okay to, 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 to be a, a man because they've been told in many ways that, yeah, toxic masculinity is everywhere, be a male feminist, and, and it's, it's okay to to you know to say look having a man in a child's life is important because we've made it so hey you know a woman is a hero but we've when they raise a child yeah because we've discounted men tremendously and then men have figured well if you don't want us that's fine we'll walk away so they've walked away from their responsibility we can't have that that it's not a society that's going to be successful and what happens anger hatred leads to violence, leads to a society that falls apart. The most unstable nations in the world have one thing in common, and that is they have too many lonely, broke, and alone men. It's right. the most dangerous person in the world. Someone Rusty wasn't attacked because of the fatwa. He was attacked because a guy was living in his mother's basement. We have 
we have a crisis among young men, and it starts at a young age. Young men are twice as likely on a behavior-adjusted basis to be suspended. Seven in ten high school valedictorians are women. For every one female, for every two female graduates from college in the next five years, you only have one. The scariest stat, walking down the avenue that is America, only one in three men under the age of 30 have had sex in the last year. And you hear sex and your brain fires, but the bottom line is, it's a key step to the elemental foundation of any society, and that is relationships. Men, young men aren't attaching to work, they aren't attaching to women, they aren't attaching to schools. We are producing too many of the most dangerous persons in society. Yes, right there. You know, we were just talking about, uh, like, you go and look across the globe. You want to know why it's easy for people to, uh, that you think it shouldn't be easy to blow yourself up for something? Because they've got nothing to live for. They're young men who are pissed and angry. They don't have a mortgage. They don't have a wife. They don't have a life. And groups seek that out. Why do people, why do men, young men join gangs? It's a family. It offers them something that they're not getting somewhere else. Because there's no responsibility. And they're looking for that. We have way too many issues with young men. You throw COVID in and lockdown, and that has just been exacerbated. And that is scary right there. But that is true. And navigating a world where if you say something, you could be in trouble and canceled. If, if, you know, toxic masculinity, the patriarchy, you start going down. It, it, it's, it's set up for if you're a dude, you just keep your mouth shut. We're going to talk a lot more about this throughout the day, including the dating part, which I found to be so fascinating, but very much a reality of, of what's happening in today's world. You know, uh, men don't date. Porn is easy to get. And it, it, it's and the women that are dating. You know, you get to a point where you, you stop dating and then you're you're dating with a purpose. And with a purpose, well, they they want somebody who also has a purpose. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson shows your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. A lot of stuff still to squeeze into more of this as well as the Emmys. I did not win another Emmy. I uh, thought I was going to, but I found out I don't do anything on TV. So there was no hope for me to win an Emmy. But uh, congratulations to producer Phil and producer Anthony for their fifth Emmy in a row. Rough Greens, R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash Chad. Uh, the best thing around I've ever done for my dog uh, was give him Rough Greens. Vitamins, minerals, probiotics, omega-369, all this incredible stuff right there on top of your dog's food. It's awesome. It's all you do is sprinkle it on top of your dog's food, and away you go. That's it. You don't have to do anything else. Dr. Dennis Black, a naturopathic doctor for 25 years, wants you to try it for yourself. Wants you to give it to your dogs in a two-week jump start, and he's going to give it to you free. You just cover the cost of shipping. You watch what happens. If your dog maybe struggles because joint pain, hip pain, uh, maybe they're lethargic or they've got you know skin issues, you watch the difference in just those short two weeks. It is amazing. Try it now for free. Cover the cost of shipping. Roughgreens.com slash Chad. R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash Chad. Roughgreens.com slash Chad. Chad Benson Show. not a terrorist. I am not Antifa. I am not a sex slave that wears masks. <gasps> Don't be a cutie pie. 
probably sit around and cook some soups and eat bread and desserts and just get all fat and sassy. You're ruining my life, bud! You You're listening to The Chad Benson Show. Ted! I just want to say, I've never seen this show. Ted! I just want to say it's about soccer, okay? Ted! I've never seen it. Ted Lasso! Ted Lasso is again best comedy according to Emmy voters celebrating the soccer series for a second year in a row. They were also again into succession. Big week for successions. Um, New king in the UK. This for us. The satire of wealth and power Uh, and big business winning its second best drama statue. Michael Keaton won his first Emmy. Best actor in a limited series for Dope Sick. And an Emmy for Lizzo for her search for a backup dancer in the Amazon series Watch Out for the Big Girls in her speech talking about not being represented on TV when she was a little girl. Someone fat like me, black like me, beautiful like me. And now that person is her. There you go. Uh, Those are some of your winners. Uh, I did not win uh, because uh, I didn't participate. I don't watch much TV like that. People are like, why don't you watch uh, like some of these shows? I, I just, here's the thing. My involvement with shows is like this. I spend a limited amount of time with my kids. I like to spend more. So when I'm with Jack, we watch nothing. We'll watch football or maybe some hockey once in a while, but usually we're at tournaments we're running around. Uh, my daughter's home. Uh, we pick something that they like. And they right now they're into Riverdale, which, quite frankly, it's the Archie comics, except for the part where I don't remember this much sex in the Archie comics. I keep going back on, man, I read the Archie comics when I was younger. I would have probably read them all the way through had I known any of this. But it's, you know, it's kind of tweeny bopper thing and they like it. And and so we'll do that. But the, the rest of the time, I just don't have time. You know, I get home. I'd like to spend an hour talking to my wife and and, you know, and stuff and. It's uh, and then the rest of it, it's if it's too involved for me, <laughs> it's like if I miss an episode and some of these things, you're like, I'm lost with family guy. It's like no big deal with sports. It's also no big deal. It's no big deal. Three, two, three, five, three, eight, twenty four, twenty three at Chad Benson show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Uh, there is controversy. You know, speaking of 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 superheroes, action, you know, the the world of 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 entertainment there is some controversy does marvel studios have the superpower to rise above the israeli-palestinian conflict that is controversy stirs after the announcement an israeli comic book hero from the 1980s sabra will appear in the next captain american film on social media the excitement outweighed by the disdain of those identifying sabra with their criticism of israel and its policies towards the palestinians before she hits the silver screen sabra contending with accusations of apartheid, occupation, extrajudicial killings, and a Lebanese massacre that her name has nothing to do with. (laughs) So who is Sabra, the new evil superhero that is not woke, apparently? Fictional Carrie, Israeli superheroine. Let's talk about Sabra. I wonder what powers Sabra has. So abilities, trained, armed, and unarmed combatants, superhuman strength, speed, agility, stamina, reflexes and endurance flight via anti-gravity devices wears wrists uh is it gauntlets something like that that uh fire plasma burst what paralyzing quills as well use of conventional weapons ability to transfer her life energy to other she's a badass and apparently uh because of this 
she is, you know, they're already going, no, we're not going to do this. We're not going to have this. It's like, settle down. One of her costumes has the Israeli flag. So Sabra is slang term for a native-born Israeli Jew. The name reflects the prickly pear cactus, which is tough on the outside, but soft and sweet on the inside. Oh, my. We'll see if uh, Sabra gets to show up or will people who throw a fit get their way. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. If you missed any program, grab the podcast wherever podcasts are available. Tis the Chad Benson Show. This is the Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts independent life this is chad benson the prices you and i pay for just about everything rose another tenth of one percent last month they're up 8.3 percent from last august to this that slowing rate of increase gives consumers a bit of a break but is it enough to convince the fed to leave interest rates alone analysts say probably not because the core inflation rate the one that strips out food and gas prices was markedly higher last month that's right Ugly, nasty. If you're expecting A and you get B and the B is not the answer that you're looking for and is ugly, that is uh, it's not good, especially as you head into midterms. Right? Biden, the White House, they can't be thrilled by this. They can't. There are still plenty of questions out there that need to be answered. And if you are the Democrats, how do you go about doing that? If you're the Republicans, what have I been saying this entire time? Keep to the things that matter. Stop talking about 2020. If you want to talk about election integrity, fine. We need to make sure our election is safe, and uh, that, that's fine. Stop trying to undo something you can't undo. Start moving in the direction of keeping it absolutely simple. Pay attention to the things that matter. Inflation immigration matter absolutely according to our television the queen matters no she doesn't but still those things matter talk about fighting for our democracy that's fine without demonizing bring the temperature down in the 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 country Talk about having a solid education without branding our children. This over here is a a group of kids that will always be uh, nothing but second-class citizens in this country, all because of these. That's fine to talk about. But when you live in a world of of only those those knee-jerk, you know, reactions, those things are fleeting. Focus on the things that matter. Inflation continues to stay steady and strong. 
Gas prices are falling, and that's still not helping some of it. We may have a rail strike soon, for God's sakes. Talk about inflation. Talk about those things that, 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 that need to be talked about. Continue to push those things out there. Otherwise, I think you could be in trouble. Now, I think they're going to win the House. I don't know about the Senate. I don't know. I mean, Blake Masters, not doing great. Like a lot of people thought he was going to take Kelly easily here. Still a very red state in a lot of ways. Locally, still a very red state here in Arizona. But we're sending more Democrats to places like, you know, we're going to have two Democrat senators. And, you know, we've got a Republican governor's race going on here where you've got somebody who won't debate because, well, she's not very good at it. And quite frankly, uh, I think that she would get, you know, her ass kicked. That being said, the person she is debating, in theory, as some people are calling, is Carrie Lake, is Trump in a dress. Not true. Trump is a he is a one off. But if you focus on the things that matter, I think the Republicans have a great shot. But will they? That I couldn't tell you. That I couldn't. At some point, they 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 they, they will snatch defeat from the jaws of victory. But also understanding that on the other side, you have a Democratic side that is also a hot mess. You know, I mean, think of, look 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 at Pennsylvania for God's sakes. Look at him. You've got Dr. Oz, who's all over the place. And you've got John Fetterman, a 50-year-old guy who's like a community organizer whose mom and dad have basically had to pay for his wife and kids so he could go get educated over and over again to get a job as a mayor, has a stroke. God bless him. I hope he gets better soon. That being said... He he is. I mean, th- this this is what we've got, and this is the battle that's going on here. And you're struggling with that. My goodness me. It's nuts. It's nuts. Focus on what matters. What matters? The economy, inflation, immigration, matter, right? How do you talk about things like choice, which is going to play a huge part in some areas? Not all. Not all areas, but in some places that are going to be potentially swing places. How do you talk about that in a way where, because as we've explained, you know, for the Republicans and the Democrats, it's always been one of those things where you can scream, shout, and yell from the top of your lungs because there was never any fear of it going away. So it was all about raising the temperature, rabble-rousing the crowd, and getting them to send you money to help fight the good fight. Oh, yeah, yeah. But then what happened? Well, then it got real. (laughs) And then I was like, "Oh, oh. So if you're a Republican, you're shying away. You don't want to. No, take it to it. If you're pro-life, go out there and say, I'm pro-life. This is why I'm pro-life. But if you're going out there and saying, uh, no exceptions whatsoever, come on. At some point, you know, you have to start having to ask yourself some serious questions 
about how do you take these things on? Well, take them head on, but don't do it in such a way as being divisive and angry and pissed off. It doesn't help. How many times has somebody started an, started a conversation with you pissed and angry and you think, I'm going to listen to everything this person has to say? And you don't really know. You're like, eh, I'm out. Focus on the things. Education's a big thing. Republicans, you have a chance right now because so many school districts right now across the country are struggling. They spent two-plus years in and out, off and on, you have a chance to make headwaves inside of school districts. How do you do it without just coming in saying, you know, we're going to do this and we're going to do but coming in with a real opportunity to make change that's good and it's about getting back to educating kids rather than making it your political statement. These are all things we should be talking about. But will they? I don't know. I couldn't tell you. I could not tell you. What I do know is... We don't talk about a lot of things that matter. Case in point. Are you guys not paying attention to what's going on in Ukraine? No, nobody is. Why? Because we're busy talking about the queen. Still dead, by the way. The king is alive. Do you see his hands? Have you guys seen his hands? Google King Charles' hands. I don't know what's, something's wrong with him. I don't know what it is. But uh, they're, uh, it's, it's. They, they look like sausages, and then, then they show other pictures next to it, and something's going on. He's got a circulatory problem, but he's still alive. He's still alive, and they're going through their thing, but the reality is is Ukraine's going through their thing, and we're helping fund it, and it's good news, at least right now. The Russians have been dug in in these positions for months. They have consolidated to some extent their control over those territories during this time, but that hasn't stopped the Ukrainians smashing through their lines and taking huge amounts of territory and capturing many Russian soldiers too. Yeah, yeah, they ran. Those soldiers ran because they were getting their asses kicked. They didn't expect what took place. They had no idea. Even though everybody said, yeah, after... uh, after Labor Day, it's coming, you know, and we fed them, you know, all the information we possibly could. I know we're not involved, us and NATO, but wink, wink, nudge, nudge, right? Like we are totally in a position where we're absolutely handing them everything we possibly can. Uh, and for good reason. We don't want to fight this damn war. And let them fight it for us because they did choose the fight. And people are pushing back on Putin, even in his home country. And this was a surprise to everybody. It was a surprise, I think, to the Russians, even though we talked about it with Mike Lyons before we took a break uh, before Labor Day. And he's like, yeah, this is definitely going to happen. After Labor Day is when the offensive is going to come. And if the Russians maybe would listen to our show a little bit more, they'd get some honest conversation. Ukraine's breathtaking offensive securing new gains as its forces continue to advance in the east and now also in the south. These troops claiming an ambush on a Russian vehicle. One Ukrainian official saying Russian forces surrendering en masse, abandoning entire stocks of ammunition claimed by Ukrainian troops. Yeah. Entire stocks. They have also bloggers embedded with them who are just saying this is Absol- our fighting forces, you know, just being dismantled by 
this group of people who are fighting for their freedoms and their lives. And they're leaving. It's at the point now where, like, they're showing up and there's still food that's, like, warm. That's how fast they're getting away. It's a big story. But we're talking about the queen. Still dead, by the way. I just checked. It's not very nice, Chad. I mean, she lived to be 96. Wouldn't we all take that? Relatively good health? 96? Right? Huge, massive, uh, you know, procession and the whole funeral thing. The Queen is expected to make her final return to the palace later today with Princess Anne. Tomorrow is the start of four days lying in state at Westminster. And then next Monday, September the 19th, is the Queen's funeral. Many world leaders expected to attend, including President Biden. What if you didn't want to lie in state? What if you were like, you would like to be posed? <laughs> Could they do that? Wouldn't that be like, well, that's, oh, that's something new? Like maybe a, like a like a uh, uh, like a Heisman Trophy pose or something like that? Even Could you just imagine the queen with a Heisman Trophy pose? I don't think she even knows what that is. Uh, probably not. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Eden Pure. Oh, Eden Pure. You walk into your house and you go, oh, God, I got teenagers and they smell. Or I've got animals and they smell. Or somebody smoked. Oh, and it smells. Uh, you don't want that. Eden Pure, you won't have that. Eden Pure's Oxyleaf Tooth Thunderstorm is amazing. Plug it straight in the wall, super quiet, never have to change any of the filters. It eliminates odors. It does not mask them. It eliminates them. Choo, 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 choo. Destroys odors right there, which is awesome. Meaning, you don't have to run it 24-7. You just plug it into the wall and you let it do its thing. It turns itself on, turns itself off. It's the easiest thing in the world. And if you want a house that smells nice, and you will be surprised how something that small packs that kind of punch. Three-pack right now using code CHAD3 at EdenPureDeals.com. You watch what happens and you smell the difference in minutes. EdenPureDeals.com, code CHAD3. EdenPureDeals.com, code CHAD3. Get it now. Best air purifier around. Chad Benson Show. Serving up talk radio, medium rare, and dripping with irony. It's Chad Benson. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. Ignition, liftoff. Now it's time to find out what's trending. What's trending? Yeah, what does that mean? I mean something, right? Like it's trending on the old internet. What's trending? Let's find out what's trending on the webs of the inter and the net, shall we? Start over on Google. Big trend. Yesterday, number one trending thing. Most searches in America in the last 24 7. Phil, if you and I sat here for a thousand hours, we could not get PNB Rock, a rapper that was shot dead at a Waffle House in Los Angeles. Yeah, no, I don't know who he is. Never heard of him ever. Maybe I'm dating myself, or maybe I've just never heard of them. Emmys, number two. Two million people searched that. Google Maps, uh, number three. iOS 16, a uh, bunch of other stuff out there. But uh, never heard of, of that, ever. Ever, 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 ever. Chad, you just, you're just not into it. I am not. I am going to uh, not lie to you there. Right now, number one searching thing today is the CPI, Consumer Price Index, because inflation uh, surprisingly was up again. Oh, no. 
Head over to Twitter, where everybody argues about everything, no matter what. You could say, have a nice day. And I've done that before. Hey, it's a great start to week. Have a good day. And somebody's like, if you white privilege. And I'm like, there you go. You know what? Can't. You're angry. No one can fix that. Nobody can fix that. Uh, Senate Republicans. New Republicans uh, seek an abortion reset after sidestepping the issue for months. We've talked about that a little earlier. How do they navigate a situation like that where maybe they were fine with 12 or 15 weeks? Uh, and, you know, that's they're, they're looking. They're looking to figure out how do they walk through. Because the thing is, we don't talk about it. It's either all or nothing, which is not life. In general, I think we realize that. Oh, yeah, I think so, too. Oh, I get that. More on the Queen, Prince Charles. Home prices are falling. Home prices are falling uh, in 98 major housing markets. Only 50 markets remain at said peak of the market. So uh, certain places, you know, here in Arizona, uh, you've seen about an 8 to 10% drop. Uh, I don't expect there to be drops like we saw in 2008, obviously, but some other markets are staying steady throughout the Northeast, parts of California. But parts of California are also seeing a, a solid drop. Texas, same thing, solid drop, and some things staying somewhat steady. Uh, but there's no doubt that we're in a situation where people are looking around going, obviously, things more expensive to borrow the money and in the more expensive borrowing said money, uh, the housing market is cooling itself down. Ooh. And then Howard Stern trending because he calls for Trump to be prosecuted because he says he's going to go and sell all the stuff that he had. And I'm like, eh. no, no, he's not. He's not selling the stuff. Look, uh, you don't have to. You can, you can dislike Trump all you want. That's fine. I will say. I never once for a, a second believed that he was going to to sell any of this stuff. I didn't. Now, I, I could easily look and say, eh, you know, uh, you shouldn't add some of that stuff. Okay, we can sit here and, and talk about that. But uh, I've never once thought, well, he doesn't like America and he's going to sell that stuff. <laughs> nope, never did. Never did. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, maybe, maybe that's exactly what Trump was doing. He was just like biding his time. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the show. A little immigration talk straight ahead. It's the Chad Benson Show. The Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. You guys know the border's a mess. I think we all know that. It's a hot mess, Chad. This past weekend, the czar of the border. If you guys know that, right? She's the czar. We're talking about the uh, vice president of these here, United States of America. She was on. I'm going to play the entirety of the clip that uh, uh, Chuck Todd because they were the only show that was covering pretty much anything else that wasn't the Queen. Uh, but it didn't edit this, and just 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 
Soak it up, please. Just soak. Just <sighs> immigration. Would you call the border secure? I think that there is no question that we have to do what the president and I asked Congress to do. Is the first request we made, pass a bill to create a pathway to citizenship. The border is secure, but we also have a broken immigration system, in particular over the last four years before we came in, and it needs to be fixed. We're going to have two million people cross this border for the first time ever. You're confident this border is secure? We have a secure border in that that is a priority for any nation, including ours and our administration. But there are still a lot of problems that we are trying to fix, given the deterioration that happened over the last four years. So where do we start with that hot garbage? Hot garbage, kids. Get your hot garbage. Where do we start? Is our border really secure? I mean, is it really secure? The president and I asked Congress to do the first request we made. Okay. First request you made. Pass a bill. I love when she, like, bill? Like she's going up, pass a bill, I guess it's called. It's the first request. Now, you remember Biden talked about... Uh, the, and, and it drives me crazy, but the reality is that that second debate and I continue to, to, to go back to it over and over again, that second debate. And I heard this and I was like, oh God, within a hundred days, I'm going to send to the United States Congress, a pathway to citizenship for over 11 million undocumented people. And all of those so-called dreamers, those DACA kids, they're going to be immediately certified again to be able to stay in this country and put on a path to citizenship. People heard that, man. That guy gets in. It's on. It's on. We are doing nothing to stop anything from going on where there's any kind of slowing down at the border. Nothing. We're not. We're not. We're, we're, we're not. And then, you know, you've got this 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 whole thing where we're 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 bussing people out, which uh, was kind of a joke at first. I thought, well, this is kind of a, a joke. But the reality is, is. It ended up being something where people were pissed and angry. Why is that? Because because this lady is running the border, and she's awful at it. But we also have a broken immigration system, in particular over the last four years before we came in. Sorry, not the last four years. This immigration system has been broken for decades. Both sides have participated in it. Both sides have turned a blind eye at it. Both sides have have allowed it to, to, to be, because if they didn't, their donors would be pissed, right? So you've got activists on one side who are all about allowing people to come here. Eventually, Democrats realize, hey, man, we might be uh, importing a, a swath of voters. Republicans uh, getting it. Hey, 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 just let it be. I need the cheap labor. There, there, there is so much. 
It's been broken forever. So to blame it on Trump is asinine and stupid because he was trying to stop stuff. Now, you don't have to agree with some of his methods, but not all of them were bad. The Remain in Mexico policy I thought was a fine policy. The getting rid of it, allowing people just to, to just come here and go, hey, you know, I'd like to apply for asylum. Which, here's the thing, that whole asylum thing is also a joke. Because when you go and find out that it's only about 30-some percent that actually apply for asylum, but yet a lot more are getting through, well, that boggles the mind. It's a joke. It is. It's an absolute joke. And, you know, now you've got, uh, they're busing them to places that are sanctuary cities and states and like, we can't handle the 40 that have arrived. Two wrongs don't make a right. This is very interesting. So these are some of the people in Illinois. So you've got Pritzker, who's the governor of Illinois, who's standing behind Lori Lightfoot about the whole, like, oh, busing people here. It's, uh, you know, oh, they're freaking out about the whole thing. And remember what happened to Lori Lightfoot? She went and then bust them out of Chicago. This has to do uh, not with we're picking some suburb, but rather this there happens to be a hotel that's available that has the right number of rooms for us to uh, uh, send asylum seekers to. Oh, 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 is that, is that what it is? It's a bunch of crap. So you're you're busing people out of Chicago because there's no hotel rooms? One of the largest metropolitan cities in the globe? has no hotel rooms for the asylum seekers. So you bus them to an area that is not in the area of which they were sent, because you remember, you're, a, uh, uh, you're, you're all about being a sanctuary city. And you bus them to an area that is predominantly Republican because they happen to have the right amount of hotel rooms because Chicago's all booked up. Two wrongs don't make a right. So if you're upset about being blindsided, don't turn around and blindside in your neighboring communities or communities in your state. It's not right. Yeah, it's a mayor of a little town that got it. This is what we're dealing with here. This is what we're dealing with. It's an absolute joke. It really is. And and I will tell you this. I look over there, and this goes back to the frustration I see with the Republicans, is, is you have everything right here in front of you. Right. You, you, you've got it all. You've got an economy that's struggling again today. CPI came out and you take away the core index. Inflation's up again. Inflation's even up even when you add uh, food and and energy prices, which is silly. Why would you not add those? I don't know. Hey, let's take everything else away. It's, it's 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 dumb. But the stuff you need. Absolutely. But inflation again up. Thought it was going to be down. You have uh, immigration nightmare. You've got opportunities in education. You have an opportunity to reset a lot of things and to run the table come November. You would think it shouldn't be this hard, but guess what? They make it this hard. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Better help better help what is better help well try finding a therapist in person that you can get a consistent 
you know, appointment with and see. Virtually impossible, especially right now. Now, BetterHelp has come in and said, well, we've got a different way of doing things online. And it is awesome. It has helped my stepdaughter tremendously, and uh, and BetterHelp is there to help you. Simple and easy, really is. It's, it's, it's just, you know, it's like one of those things where they want to give you opportunities to live chat with somebody if you don't want to see them, to talk on the phone if you don't want to see them, or to do a video conference call if you don't want to see them. In less than 48 hours after filling out a questionnaire, boom, you're matched with the therapist. But the beauty of BetterHelp is not only is it, is it more affordable, it's just they want to show you there's ways to reset yourself, right, to get the, your brain going in the right direction. And that is awesome. It really is. Right now, take advantage of 10% off by going to BetterHelp.com slash Benson. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Benson. Save 10% off your first month. BetterHelp.com slash Benson. Kevin Demerit is going to join us straight ahead. Uh, it's with Lear Capital. We're going to talk about, well, inflation, government spending like their drunken sailors, and you name it when it comes to this economy. We're going to talk to him straight ahead. This is the Chad Benson Show. Irreverence? Um, like, yeah. So what? It's the Chad Benson Show. It's the economy, stupid. That's what everybody will tell you. And you know what? They're right. Inflation, again, did not go down. It actually surprised everybody and went up, 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 up. Oh, my goodness. What to do out there? Joining us now, uh, Kevin Demerit, founder and chairman of Lear Financial. And Kevin, appreciate you coming on today. Uh, it is about the economy, stupid. And the economy right now is weird. And uh, you ask 10 different people, you get 10 different answers uh, when it comes from economists, but you're a person who deals with stuff day to day in the actual real world. Uh, what's your sense of what's going on? Well, I think uh, most people would agree that the recession is already here, but uh, the government just hasn't made it official. So uh, you saw Yellen yesterday say the Fed will need great skill and good luck to bring down inflation. No kidding. Uh, today, like you said, is up. Um, and the stock market's down 700 points. So I think what people have to realize is this is the 17th straight month of American wages losing ground to the cost of living, and that's going to have a great impact on the economy going forward. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, the Fed plays this game, right, whether, you know, eight out of nine times they've tried to play with the rates to get this thing to go the right way. They have failed. Uh, the recession feels like it's here, but we've got lots of jobs. It's it's a weird time in our economy most people done well in the stock market. They look around, you know, they're like, hey, things are somewhat okay, but market took a hit today. It just feels like we're 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 going somewhere, but we're still waiting for the banana peel and somebody to for you know to push us so we slip. Yeah, there's always a there's always some glitch that happens that you can point to after it happens and say that's the thing that, you know, dropped the stock market when you look in two thousand. It was interest rates. You look in two thousand and eight with real estate, it was interest rates. And they're extremely powerful. You lower interest rates, it's supposed to help the economy. You increase interest rates, and it's supposed to slow down the economy, slow down inflation. Well, we're raising interest rates at an incredible pace right now. So people have to expect that there's going to be a tremendous amount of volatility. And I think this is just the first shot over the bow with the 700 points. There's a guy I follow uh, almost every day, Scott Menard of Guggenheim, been very, very uh, good at calling the economy. 
he says expect a swift 20% sell-off by mid-October. So that's the kind of volatility that we're expecting, and I think that will start to drive people over to hedges against inflation and uh, higher interest rates. Hedges against inflation, talking to uh, Kevin Demerit, uh, uh, founder of uh, Lear Capital. Hedges against inflation, look around. There's lots of things people say, well, you do bonds, you do this, that, and the other. There are several things you do. I mean, you, you don't put all your eggs in one basket. One of them, though, is precious metals. I used to be a broker. I dealt in both the actual contracts and the physical. Uh, I get why people look around and say, okay, what are some of the things that I can do to position myself just in case things go south? Yeah, I, you know, the gold market has done extremely well since 2000. I, people don't even realize that it's outperformed the stock market. If you would have put $100,000 in the stock market uh, back then in 2000, you'd have about 320000 today. If you would have put 80% of that 100000 in stocks and 20% in gold, you'd have 385000 So you had an extra 65000 to play with. But if you look back the last time we had inflation, with gold and silver in the 70s, gold was up 800%, silver was up 1200%. Those are great hedges against both inflation and higher interest rates. And like we were talking about, you get the volatility in the other assets like real estate, you're starting to see soften up and the gold or the uh, stock market have some volatility. I think you're gonna get a lot more people moving over to the gold and silver markets for the track record and for the hedge. What do you feel like? I mean, I look out there and again, it's the economy, stupid. You know, we got midterms coming up and we can talk about all the other stuff that, you know, you know, single voter issues, whether it's abortion, this, that, and the other. But the reality is, at the end of the day, it comes back to the economy. What's your sense? Like, flash forward to the end of the year and then look out to next year. What do you feel like is, 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 is going to happen? Because again, you ask 100 people, you get 100 different answers. Well, I think what you're going to see is that inflation is going to stay higher longer than most people anticipated. You know, in 1978, inflation was running around the same pace that we see today, 8 and 9%. And everybody thought, okay, we're going to control this thing. And it went from 8 and 9% all the way up to 15% by 1980. So two years later, we still had inflation. You had to really throttle up interest rates to try to combat it. And this surprise today and the surprise the last time the interest or the inflation uh, statistics came out surprised everybody. And I think you're going to continue to get those surprises. The economy will slow down when you pull money out and you raise interest rates. That usually slows it down fairly significantly. I think you're going to see a lot of that throughout 2024. And then after that, after you get the pullbacks, there's going to be some great, uh, you know, investment opportunities. Talking to Kevin Demerit, founder and chairman of Lear Capital. Uh, people are looking around. They're saying, okay, I don't know what to do. I look at my 401k. I'm looking at my, you know, Kevin, Kevin if they were to come to you and say, you know, I, I don't want to pull everything out of this, but like, where's some of the places in the hedge? You know, is it, is, what kind of precious metals is it? Which one do you think might take off faster than, I mean, because people are asking those kind of questions. Yeah, you know, I, I, I love the silver market right now. It's extremely low compared to the gold market, but I would uh, – put around 15, 20% of a portfolio into the precious metals market. I would mix it up between gold and silver for different reasons. And then uh, hold it over the next 24 to 36 months because inflation, in our opinion, is going to last a little longer. It's going to be a great hedge against the higher interest rates, going to be a great hedge against the volatility like we saw in 2000 and 2008. So uh, those are my two uh, best picks and silver over gold at this particular point. 
Well, it's crazy out there. I don't expect it to get any better anytime soon when it comes to the market. I think it's going to be crazy, and and who knows what will happen. The COVID thing uh, caused chaos, and and politics plays a role in this. But, Kevin, I love talking to you, man. I hope to do it again soon. Yeah, great. Thanks, Chad. Thanks. Uh, Kevin Demerit uh, there. co-founder and uh, or founder and president the guy runs everything over at lear capital check them out go to lear chat if you'd like to dot com uh, they'll send you they sent me a silver piece it was a trip i got it i was like what is this i didn't even expect this i didn't even, i feel like i should go flip it and see whose heads or tails for the football game which i watched last night which was awesome i gotta say though guys i'm gonna say this in all honesty still don't get the uh the monochromatic green lime green uniforms just don't get him. Watch that Seahawks game last night. My stepdaughter goes, it looks like Otter Pops are playing. And I said, it does. It does. Those are not, uh, those are not a, uh, it's just not a good look. It isn't. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. If you guys haven't heard, though, uh, inflation, again, up. What do you do? You know, where do you position yourself? Uh, w- you know, how do you plan, not only for the future, but, you know, for your day-to-day. Your, your things are getting more expensive. I mean, what in you know is happening? I thought things were going to come down, and that's why the market's taking a hit today, because it's unexpected. The White House expected everything to 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 start to cool, and it didn't. It bounced back up again, and I'm sure they'll have some wacky answer for it, of which we'll have to decipher tomorrow. Three two three five three eight twenty four twenty three at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. If you missed any show, grab the podcast. I want to thank Kevin for coming on. It is the Chad Benson Show. This is the Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts independent life this is chad benson what a tuesday huh a little moonshot war in ukraine men are a hot mess in particular young men i think we understand that oh man we're gonna talk about that in a second but uh, yesterday biden taking on cancer and uh talking about the moonshot he's going to try and get out there and push. And, you know, I thought, hey, uh, I love it. You know, think big, right? To, to win big, you got to think big. And his whole thing is, you know, if you go back and you look at cancer and where we've come from, you know, uh, to where we are now, what we've done is amazing. Now with breakthroughs in technology and all that stuff, it is, it's incredible to know that, you know, where we could be headed is someplace that many people thought could never even couldn't fathom years ago. But technology has given us that opportunity, and he wants to have a moonshot. Scientists are exploring whether mRNA vaccine technology that brought us safe and effective COVID-19 vaccines could be used to stop cancer cells when they first arise. Imagine the possibilities. Vaccines that could prevent cancer. Imagine molecular zip codes that could deliver drugs and gene therapy precisely to the right tissues. Imagine simple blood tests 
during an annual physical that could detect cancer early with the chance of the cure best. Imagine getting a simple shot instead of a grueling chemo, or getting a pill from a local pharmacy instead of invasive treatments and long hospital stays. Yeah. You know, I talked to when I, uh, my doctor uh, for many years in Southern California. He said, and this was 15 plus years ago, said to me, where they are in the advancement of stuff. Now, granted, I mean, you got to look at how fast we got the quote unquote, uh, the vaccine and all of the stuff, how fast that because of mRNA, because the stuff we could do was tremendous. And because we're just like, hey, let's throw caution in the wind. Let's see if we can get done in a time that's like that, uh, which is what we did. But he said some of the stuff they're looking at developing is essentially think of a mini drone, almost like scenario where. And I'm painting the picture. It's not like, but that inside of your body, there's something, you know, essentially these little things flying around and like, oh, there's a cancer cell and destroy it. Just tremendous. That was 15 years ago. You know, where are we on that? Well, the moonshot is here and he's trying to do it. And I, I kudos to him. Kudos to Biden for throwing this out there. Uh, I love it. Because, again, uh, to win big, you got to think big. And every one of us has known somebody, has lost somebody. Maybe you listening now has fought cancer in, in the past or maybe fighting it right now. And to think about where we could be headed, uh, not only does they give you hope for now, but hope for the future. To target the right treatments, we're learning more about how to use genetics, immune response, and other factors. To tell which combinations of treatments are likely to work best for each individual. Yeah, which is, you know, awesome. And it's, are we at that point yet where it's like, uh, do you remember, was it the second Star, which was the one with the whales? I think it was the second Star Trek. But when they were down on Earth, I think they were at the hospital and uh, they were going to uh, operate on this old guy who was having liver problems or whatever. And and, uh, the the doc bones walks by and go, oh he he goes oh what's wrong I got liver problems here take this and he's cured it's we're, we're not getting to that point yet but it's that's what we're as we do now I mean we go back down and we look at all the stuff we used to do fifty years ago hundred years ago oh people are gonna look back and go oh my god chemotherapy oh jeez what were you guys thinking well we were we doing everything we thought and we knew at the time oh yeah so uh, good on Biden for taking that on. Moonshot, right? To, to win big, you got to think big, kids. To win big, you got to think big. Think. Speaking of thinking big, uh, I was uh, uh, the whole queen thing, and we touched on it the other day. I mean, we didn't go into it, you know, throughout the entire day. We minute here, minute there. Uh, but I was looking at the coverage and uh, this weekend of all of of the queen and everything, in particular over the weekend. And Axios has a really good, you know, quick article, that's the beauty of Axios, about the minutes of coverage for the Queen, Ukraine, and inflation. Inflation, well, 10, you know, and they're, they're looking at it, they're like, oh my gosh, like 10%, nothing, virtually nothing. Ukraine, in the, the, the biggest offensive they have had, in, in maybe the, the turning of the tides in a war which, uh, whether we want to admit it or not, we are a full participant in outside of bodies. But those are our bullets for the most part. Those are our weapons, our intelligence. Queen? Oh, my goodness me. Eclipse them all. So there were 159.7 minutes of coverage about the Queen. 
compared to 15.2 minutes on the Ukraine and 10.3 minutes on inflation. Now think about that for a second. Is that insane? No, it's just kind of what it is. We're still a, you know, we're still a country and a world that is very much TikTok society. You know, when I do what's trending, what do I always do? You go over and you you look at what's trending comparatively on Twitter comparatively to like Google. And Google, the the you know, the amount of searches are so much more vast and many cases it's complete nonsense. It is. You know, that, 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 that two, three weeks ago, we did that guy where he's out there and he's asking everybody in Times Square about this or about that. You know, they're trying to answer questions they can't. And you're like, who's the first president of the United States? Guy's like, uh, JFK or is it George Washington? One of the two. And, you know, like how many stripes, you know, I mean, how many uh, stars are on the flag? And guy's like 132. And then they ask everybody, like, who are the Kardashians? And they, bing, 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 bing. Everybody names them. And then they go, well, bonus points if you can get their brother. And they're like, Rob, it's, it's kind of who we are. You know, and the queen was one of those things where people paid attention because it was easy. It was the queen. It's fascinating. It's still soap opera-y, if you will. I mean, you know, talking about Harry and, and, and William, will they be friends and pals? But when you look at those numbers, you're just like, wow. So you care more about that than whether or not gas prices are going up or going down, whether or not we're making any headwaves. And I say we when it comes to the Ukraine, because it, the reality is, is we're participating in that, whether uh, we are part of this. It's our taxpayer money that is funding a lot of this stuff. And the good news is, is we are making headwaves. That is the good news. It is very interesting to see, isn't it, now that uh, he's facing some public rebukes, not just from uh, opposition figures, but from actual elected uh, officials inside uh, Russia. That's that's not insignificant. Now, we'll see where this goes. We're already starting to see signs that they're they're going to probably start to crack down on some of these uh, dissident elected officials. We'll, we'll watch this carefully. Yeah, John Kirby there, because you you saw the other day and I thought it was it was fascinating. You've got people now that are even on the state media that are questioning what's happening. Are they questioning Putin? Not so much, but they are starting to question the leaders. They're starting to question why are they there? You're starting to see a pushback in their bloggers. Uh, you're, 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 there's a sense of what is going on here? With Russia's invasion of Ukraine again in disarray, there are unusual levels of dissent creeping into Russian state-controlled media. There's also been a very rare public rebuke against Vladimir Putin, 18 local officials calling on him to resign. All eyes now on Putin's position and how he might respond. Yeah. So you had uh, Moscow, like their city council, uh, you had 18 of them who all fell out of a window yesterday. It was totally weird. Uh, but uh, none of it was because of this. They're calling on him to resign. And, th- you know, they've had 80,000 dead or injured. They brought 150, and they're putting more and more out there. But the goal, I think, for them was take it early, and it didn't happen. Now the goal is, well, as long as... The West is going to fund their fight back against us. We've got to hold strong in holding strong. Can we get enough bodies so we can outlast their bullets? And that's kind of the act of attrition we talk about. 
Mike Lyons has talked about on here on numerous occasions, that act of attrition, which is we can essentially, I guess the best way to describe it is, is, is they're hoping that they look over and finally the guns stop firing and there's enough Russians left because there's no more bullets left. As long as the West continues to, to pour money and weaponry in there, it's going to be tough for the Russians to do anything. And you're seeing, you know, dissent. And what happens in, say, six months or a year? Because they're starting to feel the crunch. Touched on a little bit yesterday with my clients. I follow some people on YouTube and a few other things that are, that are, they're Russian-based. And just couples and just people. And all of a sudden, they're starting to notice there's no meat. There's no this. There's no that. Stores are closing early. We're not getting the things we need. It is starting to really affect them. Now, that happened outside of Moscow a while ago, but now it's feeling it in Moscow. And at what point do you look up and say, okay, uh, we're drafting all these young men in to be cannon fodder? Remember, Afghanistan, the big, the real big catalyst, many people believe, towards getting the Russians out of Afghanistan when it did was the mothers. They were sick and tired of sending their, their, their kids to go get slaughtered. In Afghanistan. And one of the other things I found to be interesting is uh, a couple of the people I follow notice now around Moscow, there are billboards everywhere to essentially like join the army, right? You know, be all you can be kind of thing. And and you're going to get this, this and this because they understand they're running out of people, at least at this point in time. And these kids, because of the Internet, are hearing, "Ah, I don't know if I want to be part of that. I don't know if it'd be cannon fodder for you. 323-538-2423. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson shows your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Love hearing from all of you. Rough Greens, R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash Chad. Go to Rough Greens. Dr. Dennis Black, Vietnam-era uh, helicopter pilot, guy who's done a ton of different things, Green Beret. I mean, this is a guy who is is decorated, but then he became a, a naturopathic doctor for 25 years. He has done a ton of stuff, and one of them is put together something for animals because he loves animals, and K9 Smart from Rough Greens is that. It's vitamins, minerals, probiotics, omega-369, all this incredible stuff, and I will tell you this right now. His goal is to get everybody who's got a dog a bag. Just try it. Uh, it has worked for me. I was skeptical at first. I'm skeptical no more. My dog, Doodle, should have probably been put to sleep three, four years ago. He's living his best life. He's healthy. He's happy. His appetite is great. He's got tons of energy. It's amazing. All this incredible stuff packed in this great powder. You sprinkle it on top of your dog's food, and away you go. Right now, try it for free. All you have to do is cover the cost of shipping. That is it. R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash Chad. Roughgreens.com slash Chad. Roughgreens.com slash Chad. Go there, try it. You're going to love it. It's a free bag of Rough Greens for you. At Chad Benson Show, Twitter, C-H-A-D-B-E-N-S-O-N. Interesting, I didn't get to it yesterday. I want to talk about, uh, Scott Galloway was on with Bill Maher the other night, talking about young men and the fact that they're dangerous. And the reason isn't because they're evil and bad inherently, and it's because of masculinity. Maybe it's because, well, we're killing masculinity. Talk about that straight ahead. Chad Benson Show. You're listening to the Chad Benson Show. We're we're 
trying to get at the root cause. Why are men in such crisis? I mean, the stats are like only 40 percent go to college. So they're losing out to women there in a big way. And women with degrees don't marry men who right. don't have degrees. Yeah. Interesting. Why are men in, in a crisis? So there's a lot of reasons. One of them, I think, we completely devalue men in this country. Uh, we have for many, many years, you know, we've made the man completely obsolete when it comes to raising their children responsibility that you can go back and start looking at, you know, uh, you know, the no man rule when it comes to, you know, government handing out money. We've made it so being a single mother is a is a badge of courage when the reality is, is having two parents in the home and especially a strong man is absolutely vital. Absolutely. Now, does it happen? My mother, you know, my father was. A, here's the interesting thing. For all the chaos that my dad was about, he was still my dad and I loved him. He was around with me till I was 16. He was only around with my sister till she was six. My mother to this day says, if your dad would have lived to been, you know, your sister was at least 16, I don't think 90% of the stuff that happened to her would have happened, even though he was a hot mess. I mean, I am raising three daughters and a son. And I look out there and I see that there is a crisis, a hot mess when it comes to men. And it is scary. Scott Galloway, who was a pundit, you know, left-leaning guy, author, was on with Bill Maher talking about this and the danger that this poses. The most unstable nations in the world have one thing in common, and that is they have too many lonely, broke, and alone men. It's the most dangerous person in the world. Someone Rusty wasn't attacked because of the fatwa. He was attacked because a guy was living in his mother's basement. We have... We have a crisis among young men, and it starts at a young age. Young men are twice as likely on a behavior-adjusted basis to be suspended. Seven in ten high school valedictorians are women. For every one female, for every two female graduates from college in the next five years, you'll only have one. The scariest stat, walking down the avenue that is America, only one in three men under the age of 30 have had sex in the last year. And you hear sex and your brain fires, but the bottom line is... It's a key step to the elemental foundation of any society, and that is relationships. Men, young men aren't attaching to work. They aren't attaching to women. They aren't attaching to schools. We are producing too many of the most dangerous person in society. Yep. And you know, it's funny why, uh, you know, people ask, like, why uh, the somebody like Jordan Peterson is so popular and a few of these other guys who are macho, masculine. It's because men are looking for something. They're looking for somebody who's going to help them in being a man and saying it's okay to be a man. It's okay to be masculine. It's okay to be all those things. You can be caring and loving and fair. And at the same time, it's okay. And ladies, you can look out there. And it's so funny because I'm around women and men all day. And we always joke about this. And I'll continue to say it's hilarious when when I see stuff like this is the reality is, is uh, we can sit here all day and talk about, uh, you know, ooh, look at that person and the that guy's uh, metrosexual, all those kind of things. At the end of the day, we're, it's still nature. And women are looking for somebody that can be that protector and, and, and maybe somewhat of a provider if they need to be. Now, those things have changed somewhat in that, but there, there is a certain sense of nature that goes along with that kind of stuff. Hence the reason why women really are graduating at a higher level and they're not getting married because they don't want to marry below them is the way they look. Very interesting. It is. You know, we talked about this throughout the day. If you're missing the show, grab the podcast. But there is issues in this country that need to be talked about. And we won't because we might hurt someone's feelings. And that's also part of the reason our world is going sideways is because we live in a world now where feelings is the most important thing, which is just insane. 
Uh, Ken Coleman's going to join us next. You might hear him with Dave Ramsey. Uh, we're going to talk about purpose. Men, perfect example. Why do people feel like they have no purpose anymore, especially when it comes to their work? Talk about that straight ahead. It's the Chad Benson Show. The Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. Best-selling author, syndicated radio host. Kind of familiar with Dave Ramsey as well, from what I understand. And yeah. he's here to, well, to enlighten us on all kinds of things. King Coleman joins us. First, we were just talking. So I work about anywhere between 75 and about 100 hours a week, depending on what I'm doing. I love what I do. It's still a slog at times. But, you know, you're also showing people, look, you can love what you do. Uh, the reality is so many people I know hate their jobs. I, I did a story today. Two ding-dongs, is the best way to describe them, uh, who decided to try to derail a train so their job at Wendy's wouldn't be as busy that night. Yeah. It is... Wow. People are miserable at times doing their job. How, how, how do they make life better for themselves? Yeah. Well, let's, let's just drive home the numbers here. The average American will spend ninety to 100,000 hours at work in their lifetime. Now, you're above that, okay, with the numbers that you're putting in. The difference is you really find fulfillment and meaning in your work. And that is the answer to your question. What we first have to understand is, in this younger generation, uh, they've grown up watching their, their grandparents or listening to their grandparents and their parents talk about how work is a four-letter word and it's just something you got to do to pay the bills and people are living for the weekend. And, and so we have to reframe work as an opportunity to contribute. So the first thing we have to understand is that you were created uniquely, and it is in your uniqueness where you can find greatness. And it's very simple. If you use what you do best, that's your talent, and you do work you really love, that's passion, and produce results that matter deeply to you, they connect to your personal values, that's a sense of mission. If those three things, you can spend, let's call it three-fourths of your day using what you do best to do work you love to produce results that matter to you, I got news for you. That is the dream job. And you're really going to make good money. More importantly, you're going to be fulfilled. Now, you take somebody who spends 40, 50 hours a week who either can't stand their job or maybe they, they don't hate it, but it just doesn't fire up their soul. It's just something they have to do. Uh, think about how that wears a person down. And you drag all of that crap home with you. And I really believe um, that when you look at work, and relationships. Those are the two most important things in a human's life. If our work sucks, it sucks the soul out of you, yeah. and that affects your marriage, your parenting, your friendship, your health, your mental health, and everything. So I'm not saying it's the silver bullet, but I'm saying to understand that you can love your work and be loved while you do the work, uh, that's important for people to understand. And it's a perspective change. Yeah. You know what? It's uh, the, the younger generation, uh, in many cases, I think, they get a raw deal at times. A lot of them feel entitled. But the reality is, is you're right. They saw grandma. They saw grandpa. They see a lot of this stuff. And the entitlement comes to the fact that their parents have entitled them. And they do want more. And it is kind of neat that they want more. The thing is, though, 
and you know this, Ken, is wanting more sounds great. Getting more, though, you have to put some effort into something. You can't just, look, there are some things in life that you're not going to make any money off of. And if you think you're going to be a community organizer and make a bunch of money and fulfill yourself to travel around Europe half the year, that's not going to happen. It's finding the happy medium of fulfilling yourself, making yourself feel like you're making a difference. And at the same time, realizing, look, there's some things in life you're just going to have to suck it up. We all got bills. We all got to pay for stuff. We all have to work at something. Well, I think you make a good point that um, as I describe so succinctly what a dream job is, understand that that's at the top of the ladder or the top of the mountain. Choose your metaphor. Absolutely. So what I see in this younger generation, and again, it's not across the board, but we see more numbers of kids who their expectations are so high. And the expectations come from a world where they've never had to struggle. Uh, so so take, I'm a, I'm a Gen X. Uh, my generation, we have failed. I mean, as a parent, we want to create a better life for our kids. Uh, but what we've done is we've removed a lot of the struggle. And kids today have got to understand that if I want something worthwhile, there is going to be a struggle. There always is. There is no success without the struggle. And and so we as parents, if, if you can put your kids in a in a position, you're listening to me right now and you got young kids, find opportunities throughout their life as they grow up to let them struggle. And what I mean by that is to learn something that is hard to learn, to soak in their failure and take those moments to teach through failure. Because I'm seeing a lack of grit. Yeah. And, and you combine a lack of grit because they've not had to struggle with outsized expectations that my friend is a recipe for frustration. And then very quickly it becomes misery. Yeah. 100%. And, and again, there's, you know, it's uh, there's no great war for them. There's, there is no, you know, we had the cold war. I'm Gen X like you, you know, mom and dad had at Vietnam and Korea. And before that, obviously the great generation, this is climate change, but it's, that's, that's an existential kind of, it's not that real kind of struggle. And mom and dad have become, Hey, you know what? I'm a bulldozer parent now. I, and it's, that's not a way to be. And I've got youngsters and I want to make sure that they understand that failure in life is how you find success and you're not going to get there without failing and the if you want to be a success i played pro soccer in europe and i used to i i play with a guy who used to tell me i never once got paid to play but i sure now got paid to practice yes and all the things you don't like to do is where success is found. And that's what I think kids nowadays need to to understand. I'm talking to Ken Coleman, best-selling author, uh, and also a syndicated uh, talk show host. So outside of there, like we've got all this weird world. We got, we got quiet quitting. We got quiet fire. I read an article today, quiet hiring, which is what a lot of companies do, where they're looking to promote somebody, but they're slowly doing it within rather than outside. What is all of this quiet stuff, Ken? Make make sense of it for us. Yeah, I'm so glad you asked me this. So uh, It's nothing new at all. So quiet quitting is just uh, the younger generation. It's I could like to call it snowflake uh, for average. And so the idea here is, is that I'm not going to do anything more than is expected of me. So this is probably the most wide held definition out there. And of course, it's on TikTok and then it's on Reddit and all these threads. So you get lost in that crap if you're not careful. I don't pay attention to it. But the the widely held definition is, look, um, management doesn't appreciate me. And we do have a real leadership crisis. And that's been exposed through the pandemic and the great resignation that leaders aren't valuing people the way they need to. And leaders and workers are going, screw you. If you don't value me, well, I don't want to stay here. I'm going to go get a bigger paycheck. And so that really is at the heart of what's going on. So I understand the frustration. But the problem with quiet quitting is it is a fancy new way of saying, you know what? 
average is okay. But you and I both know that average isn't okay. No. I mean, you just think about this as a human being. I mean, those that are listening right now, when was the last time you said to your spouse or family, hey, um, this year for vacation, let's go to an average resort. And, and and let's uh, let's let's have an average meal every night. Or, or how, was the last time a sports fan said, "Hey, I hope our team's just average this year." Well, so this speaks to the human spirit, and the human spirit is defined by one thing, and that's progress. And so when you do this quiet quitting, and you think, "Well, I'm only going to do the bare minimum," you are settling, and I mean you're settling emotionally and mentally, and then you will quickly see your life settle. And, and I'm going to tell you something. You know this. The quickest way to misery is to find no reason for existence Monday through Friday. See, when you begin to think that your job doesn't matter, it is a very slippery slope. And I would suggest to you a dangerous slope yeah. that you begin to think that you don't matter. Yeah. And again, my friend, this is where suicide, affairs, addiction, where you begin to try to medicate your soul, as opposed to a person like you and I, like we love what we do. We see purpose in what we do. And uh, so so this quiet quitting is a bunch of nonsense. It's not a new idea. For years, Gallup has come out with information year for year that says 68 to 69 percent of the American population is disengaged. It doesn't mean they hate their job. It just means... They're quiet quitting. So it's nonsense. What is the, you know, and it's funny, Ken, you talk about the quiet quitting and, and the leaders and we lack all of these things. One of the things I've noticed is everything nowadays, it, with work, whatever, it's everything's passive aggressive, quiet firing, yes. quiet. It's all passive aggression. Yes. And I talked to an attorney the other day uh, and he said, you know, so much of it, especially in big companies, is everybody's terrified to get rid of somebody who isn't very good and people who are thinking they're better. They're terrified to say anything. We have this bizarre world of nobody's being able to stand up and say, hey, I'm better than this, or hey, you know what? You're not doing your job. We need to get rid of you. So you, you've really singled in on something that's important. I think there's two causes of this. So it's the, I'm, I don't want to do confrontation. Now, there's two things. Number one, uh, most people, I'm not one of them, okay? So I'm a high D on the disc profile. So confrontation for me is a normal course of life. Uh, I think it's healthy and I think it's natural. It doesn't mean you have to be a jerk, but you got to confront reality. But most people don't like confrontation. So that's the first problem. Now enter in our world, let's just say over the last 15 years of social media, where now we've got keyboard warriors. People take shots at you and me every day that would never even come close to saying it to our face. But because you and I are out there and we're public figures and we take take a stand every day on what we believe, you got keyboard warriors who on Facebook or Twitter or whatever, and Twitter's the worst, and they can fire a salvo at you that's insulting and evil and wicked and unkind and disrespectful, and there's no consequences for those comments because... They're not there in the room with you. Yeah. I really believe that social media, from that standpoint, and just the overall disconnect, we communicate through screens and through boxes and through messages. And the old days of looking a person in the eye going, hey, um, something doesn't feel right here. And I think you've nailed it. The passive-aggressive stuff is everywhere. It's in leadership, first and foremost. This quiet firing is the latest trend, where a leader essentially does a bad breakup, you know, where the girl just kind of slowly starts to not have time for you. And is something wrong? Oh, no, nothing's wrong. And you know something's wrong. It's that kind of crap is happening right now in the workplace. So you've nailed it. I think passive-aggressiveness is all about the fact that we've become cowards. Yeah, absolutely. I got about a minute here. Speak to the leadership thing, because you said yeah. leadership. And I think 
you know, when I lived in England for a long time, they used to have this great, you know, phrase that we fight like lions. Unfortunately, we're led by donkeys. Yeah. Leadership is so important in a job you do. Many of us have stayed in in a place where we love the leadership longer than we probably should have. And we've left earlier in a place that we thought we should have loved because the leadership is bad. Yeah. Uh, two quick comments on that. Number one, a lot of people have been promoted into leadership because that's just sort of the American way. A high performer. Well, we got to promote them. So we promote them to a management position and they may not actually love the work of leading. And then I would say this encourage leaders out there, uh, if you're struggling with retention and engagement, there are three human needs that you've got to meet as a leader. And this is going to simplify your leadership. Number one, you need to try to get a person on the right seat of the bus where they're doing work that they really, really enjoy and that they're good at. Number two, you've got to recognize people publicly and privately for their unique contribution. It's Chad, you're crushing it. Here's how you're crushing it. And then the third thing is, is people want a relationship with their leader. That doesn't mean you got to be best friends with them, but you need to take on the role of coach or mentor. That's a real relationship. If you do those three things, meet those human needs in those three areas, you can win as a leader because you're going to be so different from what's out there in the marketplace. People will stay with you and they'll fight for you. Absolutely. Kit Coleman, best-selling author uh, and, of course, radio host, much like me, syndicated. People want to follow you. They want to buy your books. Where they go? Yeah, The Ken Coleman Show is wherever you can listen or watch and then the website is kencoleman.com. The new book is From Paycheck to Purpose, wherever books are sold. Fantastic. Kid Coleman right there, 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Ah, Percale bedsheets. Best bedsheets around right now. My pillow has a huge deal. Normally, 90 bucks. Yours, $40. Boom! 40 bucks right there. Incredible. 250 thread count, breathable, absolutely amazing. Slide into them and feel, well, you feel like you're sleeping like a million bucks. Oh, and it is so nice. Machine washable, dryable, very good for easy care because as we've talked about a thousand times, how many times you wash sheets and then they don't fit right again? You don't have to worry about that. Imported, incredible. Uh, amount of varieties, colors, styles, all of the great stuff. Six-day money-back guarantee, one-year limited warranty. It is truly the sale of the year. Normally $89.98, bucks. Yours for $39.98.40. Bucks, the promo code Benson. You're going to love these. Right now, go to MyPillow.com slash Benson or call 800-983-4975 for deep discounts on the MyPillow per kale bed sheets. Queen size $89.98, yours right now for $39.98. And while you're there, take advantage of all the deep discounts on all the MyPillow products, including the MyPillows, the towels, and everything else. MyPillow.com slash Benson. MyPillow.com slash Benson. Shed Benson Show. Chad Benson Show, where we reach across the aisle and occasionally poke someone in the eye. Ted Lasso! Ted Lasso is again best comedy, according to Emmy voters, celebrating the soccer series for a second year in a row. And they were also again into succession. Big week for successions. Um, new king in the UK. 
this for us. The satire of wealth and power uh, and big business, winning its second best drama statue. Michael Keaton won his first Emmy, best actor in a limited series for Dope Sick, and an Emmy for Lizzo for her search for a backup dancer in the Amazon series Watch Out for the Big Girls. In her speech, talking about not being represented on TV when she was a little girl. Someone fat like me, black like me, beautiful like me. And now that person is her. Oh, there you go then. So black like her, fat like her, beautiful like her. I am happy to say that I've watched none of those things outside of Ted Lasso. I'll be honest with you. Everybody always asks me, do you watch Ted Lasso? Do you watch Ted Lasso? I don't. Uh, I'll get around to it. You know, I mean, I, I don't have a ton of time. I mean, we we're just talking to Ken Coleman. I work a ton. Uh, when I get home, you know, I like to watch stuff with the kids. And so I don't think they'd really be thrilled by that. Right now we're kind of into Riverdale. Uh, 12-year-old stepdaughter that I'm raising, and uh, I love her to death, and she likes Riverdale. And quite frankly, I've kind of become a little bit uh, addicted to Riverdale as well. Although I will say this, as a kid growing up, I read a lot of Archie, because uh, comics, and that's what it's based upon, and uh, I don't remember any of the things that are going on <laughs> in the Archie comics. But, you know, I do want to watch that. I've seen some of Suce- uh, Success, is it Secession? Suce- I don't know what it is. I've seen some of it. It is what it is. I, I, I just, I don't have time. You know, I, I tend to like to get into stuff that's already done because I can pick and choose. People ask me, well, what do you watch Family Guy and Rick and Morty? Because I don't have to pay attention. If I miss an episode, it's not a big deal, right? They're, they're replaying all the time. I don't have to get, you know, sucked into it kind of thing. Same thing goes with sports. One of the reasons I like sports. Well, I like sports because I like sports. But the other reason simply is I enjoy, uh, you know, it, it's two or three hours away from all the stuff that we talk about. And... If I miss something, I catch a highlight, and it's not pertinent realistically to the following week, where some of the stuff, like you're watching Yellowstone, or you're watching this, you you miss it, and if you're streaming it, you can just go one after another, after another, after another, well, that's always good, too. I'm just saying. Very interesting listening to Ken there, you know, because we've been talking all day about young men and how they don't have purpose, and young, you know, the younger kids are looking for purpose, but, you know, and it's, it's very interesting. You know, trying to find that happy medium. And I think this younger generation is, I think we've done them a huge disservice. I think the internet has been fantastic. Uh, don't get me wrong. And, but that being said, with the advance of technology, it's taken away a lot of things, including, well, human beings. I mean, last week we touched on it. An AI-generated art piece won a award in Colorado at the Colorado State Fair. So think about that. So it won something at Colorado State Fair, and it is all about te- you. It, it's it reads your text that you sent it, and then it draws out something, and it's amazing. And you're just like, oh, we we are missing some of the things in life that connect us, and that's uh, that's very interesting. But that whole thing with Ken Coleman finding purpose, and then you're, you're sitting there listening to Scott Galloway when it was all Bill Moore talking about how young men don't have purpose and how dangerous a, a creature that person can be. And I've said it over and over again on the show. If you've listened, the most dangerous person, the most dangerous animal on the planet is a desperate man with nothing to lose. And so many of them feel that way. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us, text the program. Solid fun show, as uh, we always tend to do here on the, the Chad Benson Show. You guys have a blessed rest of your day. This is Tuesday, so there's going to be only one thing. Tacos, baby! Night-night, Jack. This is the Chad Benson Show.